With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Welcome to The Midnight Bookworm. I'm your host, Neela Gilbert, and today we're going to be discussing a couple of, a couple of books that are new romance releases. So today doesn't have a specific trope. It's just some of the books that I've read recently that are new to the market, um, new meaning published in 2022. And these are books that I enjoy. They have some like similar tropes, but the only thing is that they're all romances. And I did want to disclaim that I'm part of Book of the Month. Um, I got that for like Christmas last year. And so that's how I've gotten a couple of these books. So like, obviously i get like more access to those books before they're released but i did want to say if you guys are looking to buy these books um because your library may not have it i do know that at places um that take books like half price books for reselling um there are a lot of book of the month people that sell their old books so maybe that's a way that you can try and get a hold of these newer releases instead of you know paying full price because I, for one, definitely, like, sell back these books. Wow, I just said books, like, ten times. Anyways, so we're going to go through three books today, and the first one is Part of Your World by Abby Jimenez, The Bodyguard by Catherine Center, and Dating Dr. Dill by Nisha Sharma. These books, I feel like they all, not, like, a lasting impact, but they definitely had a positive impact it didn't feel like just another romance book they all had something a little special about them um and that's why i really want to bring these two because i have read uh like an honorable mention is book lovers by emily henry but i know that i just looked on goodreads and it's like two hundred thousand reviews so i wanted to give books that i mean they you may or may not have seen them on like tiktok or stuff but they're definitely lesser known and lesser reviewed. That way, you know, you're not just getting the same re recycled content. But let's get into the summaries. So here's the summary for Part of Your World. After a wild bet, gourmet grilled cheese sandwich, and cuddle with a baby goat, Alexis Montgomery has her world turned upside down. The cause, Daniel Grant, a ridiculously hot carpenter who's 10 years younger than her and as casual as they come. The complete opposite of sophisticated city girl Alexis. And yet, their chemistry is undeniable. While her ultra-wealthy parents want her to carry on the family legacy of world-renowned surgeons, Alexis doesn't need glory or fame. She's fine with being a mere ER doctor. And every minute she spends with Daniel in the tight-knit town where he lives, she's discovering just what's really important. Yet, letting their relationship become anything more than a short-term fling would mean turning her back on her family and giving up the opportunity to help thousands of people. Bringing Daniel into her world is impossible, and yet she can't just give up the joy she's found with him, either. With so many differences between them, how can Alexis possibly choose between her world and his? This book is 400 pages, but it did not feel that long. Um, it is the longest out of the ones that I'm suggesting that you read, but I think it's a pretty fast-moving pace, so don't worry about um, the length. And I think, yeah, I think you can really get into it pretty easily. So here's the summary for the second book, which is The Bodyguard. She's got his back. 
Hannah Brooks looks more like a kindergarten teacher than somebody who could kill you with a wine bottle opener or a ballpoint pen or a dinner napkin. But the truth is, she's an executive protection agent, aka bodyguard, and she just got hired to protect superstar actor Jack Stapleton from his middle-aged corgi-breeding stalker. He's got her heart. Jack Stapleton's a household name, captured by paparazzi on beaches the world on beaches the world over, famous for, and um, among other things, rising out of the waves in all manner of clingy board shorts and glistening like a Roman deity. But a few years back, in the wake of a family tragedy, he dropped from the public eye and went off the grid. They've got a secret. When Jack's mom gets sick, he comes home to the family's Texas ranch to help out. Only one catch. He doesn't want his family to know about his stalker, or the bodyguard thing. And so Hannah, against her will and better judgment, finds herself pretending to be Jack's girlfriend as a cover. Even though her ex, like a jerk, says no one will believe it. What could possibly go wrong? Hannah hardly believes it herself. But the more time she spends with Jack, the more real it all starts to seem. And there lies the heartbreak. Because it's easy for Hannah to protect Jack, but protecting her own long-neglected heart, that's the hardest thing she's ever done. This book is 320 pages. I read it um, in like the physical copy versus part of your world I just read online. And I think that there aren't really any slow parts. Um, so it is a quicker read. I got th through it in like two days, but I kind of get through everything in two days. So I don't, I don't really think you should listen to that. Um, so yeah, just keep that. Oh my gosh, I need to stop saying keep that in mind, guys. Like, I'm sorry. Um, anyways, here's the summary for Dating Dr. Dill. Karina Mann dreams of having a love story like her parents, but she prefers restoring her classic car to swiping right on dating apps. When her father announces he's selling her mother's home, Karina makes a deal with him. He'll gift her the house if she can get engaged in four months. Her search for her soulmate becomes impossible when her argument with Dr. Prem Verma, host of the Dr. Dill show, goes viral. Now, the only man in her life is the one she doesn't want. Dr. Verma is dedicated to building a local community health center, but he needs to get donors with deep pockets. The Dr. Dill show was doing just that until his argument with Karina went viral and he's left shortchanged. That's when Karina's meddling aunties presented him with a solution. Convince Karina he's her soulmate and they'll fund his clinic. Even though they have conflicting views on love matches and arranged matches, the more time Prem spends with Karina, the more he begins to believe she's the woman he wants to spend the rest of his life with. But, but but for Prem and Karina to find their happily ever after, they must admit that hate has turned into fate. This book is 364 pages, and I think it does have some slow parts. So if you want like a super quick read, you should definitely check out something else. But I did really like it. So now we have the ranking. And at number one, we have Part of Your World. And then number two is Dating Dr. Dill. And at last place, wow, at last place is uh, The Bodyguard. But I think The Bodyguard was a good read. I just wouldn't, like, I would prefer to reread the other books if I had the chance. And I think that uh, the other books are more complex than The Bodyguard. But I think they all, like I said, have something special. So I'll get into that more. So here are my ratings. So for Part of Your World, I gave it five stars. And this is what I said. This felt like the perfect romance. The conflict wasn't forced and was actually believable. It definitely educated me on the many forms of emotional abuse and the abuse cycle. In the beginning, the female main character kind of annoyed me, but I loved watching her character grow. I liked how the male main character was the caretaker. It was a refreshing change and very endearing. I'm excited for book two. And uh, for Dr. Dill, I gave it four stars and I said, 
This book was so good, minus a star for the billions of pop culture references, but other than that, it was great. Yeah, I think this one and um, The Bodyguard had some pop culture references that were unnecessary. I think The Bodyguard, it made sense a bit more because, um, like, Jack Stapleton was an act is an actor, so the author wanted to compare him to more modern actors. Like there's a mention about like Ryan Reynolds, but for dating Dr. Dill, I was like, I don't want to read about like your music preferences because I don't care. Like, am I a Swifty? Yes, but I don't care that you're like listening to Taylor Swift because that kind of takes me out of the romance, you know. And then lastly, here's my review for The Bodyguard, which also got four stars. This was so cute. Minus 0.5 stars for the pop culture references, TikTok and Instagram did not need to be mentioned. Minus 0.5 stars because I wish it was dual point of view. Other than that, I love the message, love the bodyguard trope, love the famous ex-regular person trope. I just felt like it was missing a special something. I really liked the ending and how the conflict was external but also related to internal issues. I think it made sense the conflict didn't come from within because the characters just seemed meant for each other. Yeah, so that, I hope that's not a spoiler to anybody, but the conflict, you know, like the third act conflict, um, sometimes it can be like just the characters deciding to break up or sometimes it's another force. And in this case, it was another force, which I enjoyed because I didn't want them to break up and then get back together. I just felt it didn't make sense for their characterization. And it definitely was surprising. I didn't really see it coming. Like I could have guessed probably if I had been given like time to guess, but just reading the book, I was like, whoa, you know? Okay, so for why um, I rank them the way that they are, I just think that part of your world, everything was executed, like, not flawlessly, of course, but I think it was just executed the best. And I feel like for Dr. Dill, um, it was wrapped up a bit too quickly, in my opinion. And, like, the internal issue that had been plaguing um, the male main character the whole time like it just got solved in like two pages and I was like where's the therapy like where is the emotional spiritual experience but he literally just like talked to a couple people and then he was like oh okay you know um and for part of your world though like the conflict was there the whole time I was like there's no way they could work they're too different they live too far from each other and but at the same time you know I was rooting for them obviously um and so I think that's what made it the best romance because you saw it coming the whole time and yet when it did like when the conflict eventually came um you know you weren't ready for how emotional it would be my friend jesse hey jesse if you're listening to this she recommended this book to me and she told me that she literally cried when the conflict happened and she's not like a big person to do that with books and neither am i but it made me get emotional so definitely check it out i also think um you know, if anyone has read It Ends With Us, like there is, um, it's sort of similar with like talking about the cycle of abuse and especially um, people like how your friends can support you or cannot um, through like if you're going through an abusive relationship. And I, I, it was interesting because it was emotional abuse like only. And I think that's something that the media doesn't really talk about. We always, like, if there is abuse in a book, it's usually physical. And so this, uh, it definitely educated me, which I'm grateful for. And I also think it educated, um, you know, like, the main character herself. She talks about how not even knowing that she was in an abusive situation until going to therapy. And I think that is realistic and also just makes us treasure, you know, the more positive people and the healthy people in our life 
rather than um, the negative and the toxic relationships. And that's why I think I ranked it above other uh, books. Also, I just, like I said in the Bodyguard review, like I said, it was just missing something special. I mean, I was like obviously rooting for the couple, but if I had to pick a couple, like out of the three books that I was, you know, wanted to get together the most, it wouldn't be this one. I like, I obviously, you know, connected with some of their struggles. I think mainly because it wasn't dual point of view, like Jack. Um, we only saw him through, oh my gosh, what was her name? I do this every episode. Through Hannah's eyes? Okay. Um, we only saw him through Hannah's eyes, and he did throw, go through internal struggles, but I would have liked to see that written out in a dual point of view. I just love dual, like, so much better. I just think it makes more sense, and I think it it makes it, like, you're like, okay, this romance, like, isn't in the character's head, is actually happening. I think it's just always cute to just see how much one character, like, likes the other one, and then the other one doesn't know. Um, also, I felt like these books kind of all talk about exes. Um, part of your world, like, her ex is definitely very present in the book because, obviously, like I said, it's talking about the abusive cycle. Um, Dating Dr. Dill, it's, like, the exes are mentioned, but because one of the exes has uh, passed away, like, it's kind of more of a grief thing than it is, like, a toxic relationship thing. And then for the bodyguard, like, the ex situation, we meet the first boyfriend while they're dating, and we see the breakup, and then we see her meet, like, Jack. So you definitely understand that more, and you're like, ew, I hate him, which, as you should. So I, yeah, so that's, like, kind of something that, um links them all together and if you're not into that then I would say go for another book all right now I'm gonna go through the tropes so part of your world um one night stand uh I car in a ditch that's not a trope but like rescuing you know like actual rescuing not like emotionally um also small town romance if you couldn't get that um and like rich versus not rich um and definitely, like, I wouldn't say it's Grumpy X Sunshine, but I just would say, like, a Sunshine character, which is Daniel. Um, and also, there's, like, a lot, like, it is, it is small town, so there are other side characters, and that is setting up for book two. I thought that was done really well. And, yeah, so, also, like, I guess daddy issues. That's not really, like, a trope in terms of the romance, but that is definitely in there. And it's talked about a lot in the book. And then for Dating Dr. Dill, um, what was I going to say? Oh, like uh, like an arranged match, because it's not an arranged marriage, but also like fake dating, uh, celebrity kind of. He's like a local celebrity. Um, one night stand gone wrong. What else? I guess it's like enemies to lovers, but it's not like enemies like I want to kill you, but enemies like you're really annoying and I would like to never see you again. Oh, also like this book, I think the reason I ranked it higher too is because it was it was one of the first books that I've read that had mul like two Indian main characters and the aunts weren't portrayed as like these toxic vipers, you know? And I think, like, the power of aunties are really important. And I liked seeing 
an author like use aunties as like a positive force in someone's life rather than you know like meddling in a bad way they were just meddling in wanting the best for for Karina and also like respecting because Karina's mom passed away that's why the whole like selling the house thing is pretty big and so the aunties are like talking about like her mom and like wanting the best for her mom's child which is you know Karina um because like she was their best friend and I thought that was really heartwarming and you know it's just nice to see like our community actually represented well and not represented as some sort of like evil stepmother but like evil auntie thing also for uh dating dr dill um what was i gonna say oh they're like on a time crunch so that's another thing and it's not long distance but it's in like multiple parts of new jersey i don't know how new jersey works so i could not tell you how long it is but i definitely remember like car rides being a thing they don't live that close to each other so i would say it's like middle distance relationship i don't know but there is a lot of like family meddling and lastly for the bodyguard i mean obviously the bodyguard trope and fake dating and one room one bed except it's not really used like having a stalker that is important um also celebrity that's a big one i think that is like a main struggle that hannah goes through is you know liking this guy who's like an absolute celebrity and then seeing him in a celebrity setting and then seeing him in just like his normal family setting and I thought that was done really well because you know obviously if you're dating a celebrity there's a lot that goes into it I think it helped that he was more reclusive and not you know in the middle of Hollywood this was in Texas so I think that definitely helped him out so my problems with the books um part of your world I uh, I don't think I had any main like I don't think nothing sticks out to me Dating Dr. Dill, it's just like pop culture references really took me out. They were unnecessary. And also, like I said, you know, solving personal issues. I did like how it's set up for book two, which I haven't read yet, but I really want to. And The Bodyguard, I think I would have liked to see more important side characters because the only side characters were basically like Jack's family and then um, Hannah's co-workers. And I think because like their romance happens in a pretty seclusive or secluded uh area you know it's it's like in this ranch like in the middle of nowhere and i think i would have liked to see them interact as a couple with um you know just other people jack's like celebrity ex is there and she's kind of a point of conflict but other than that you know we don't see them out in public that much unless it's at you know the hospital for jack's mom so I think that that could have been cute just to see, like, make sure that it's not just a romance only in this secluded area. Like, it's a romance everywhere. He's, like, showing her off, etc. cetera. Uh, yeah, so that was, I did, like I said, like, I really like these books. So the good stuff about them is stuff I've already mentioned. The characters, the character growth, it's really written well, especially for Part of Your World. And for Dating Dr. Bill, something I liked is um, uh, Karina is kind of, like, the shrew i would say not the shrew like because if you've read taming the shrew um she's not a shrew like all the time i guess she's just like she's comfortable in who she is and 
for some people that's like true behavior but she's not one to like change herself for a guy that she likes and she makes it very clear that she wants someone she's gonna fall in love with and like that's her whole conflict with Prem is that like um he doesn't believe that love is real and she wants a love match and that it was a very interesting I think it was a very modern way to do it and because of that I really liked her and she definitely like stuck up she didn't she didn't lower herself to be like, okay, well, I can accept it if you've never tell me you love me. She was like, no, I need this in a relationship. And if you don't change, then, you know, you're not for me. Overall, if you're going to read any one of these, read part of your world. I think it has something that caters to everybody. You're either going to fall in love with one of the main characters or you're going to fall in love with the small town setting. Um, and just like the overall theme is either way... Um, What's her name? Oh my gosh, guys. Alexis. Okay, that's funny. That reminds me of like Alexis Rose. Uh, eh, anyway, love Shit's Creek. Okay, um, like either way, if you don't like one of the main characters, you're gonna like the plot. And I think that that's why it's like the overall best. Um, yeah, so let me know if you guys have read any of these. I'm not sure if they're at your library, so you may need to wait like a month or two. Um, but hopefully they are. And so then we're going to transition to the last part, which is who these books are best for. Like I said, part of your world is good for anybody. Dating Dr. Dale, especially if you're POC and you want a book where we're represented well, this is a good book. And for the bodyguard, I mean, if you love the bodyguard trope and you want it, like, usually I feel like it's a guy doing, being the bodyguard. So if you want, like, a gender switch like that, um, and she's also just really cool because she's basically like, you know, a ninja because she's a bodyguard. So if you want a strong woman, I mean, any of these are good, but especially the bodyguard. So thank you so much for listening to the Me Night Bookworm. If you have any personal opinions, feel free to share them on our Instagram, TikTok, and our website. And I hope you enjoyed and gotten at least, well, three book recommendations. And with that, this bookworm is out. So peace out, y'all. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC.